Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Midwest Flyways Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Vassello. And I'm we your real host, Cal Ness. <laughs> and we have a very, very, very special guest today, Austin Chilander. Austin, say hello. How's it going? How's it going? It's good. It's much it better than the good. first time. Yes. yes. Appreciate that. Yes. No, so this week we're going to talk about my uh, my uncle's teeth. Uh, it was unbelievable <laughs> what happened. Uh, I was working sheet metal with him when I was slow. And we were literally working at a dentist's office, fixing like the outside surround. It was a flat roof, so it has like metal on the fascia and all that. Was he trading work for? No, no, that's the crazy part. And okay. he's we're eating lunch, and he literally took out all of his teeth. How does he eat? And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he goes, and he was doing it to like fuck with me. I'm like, oh my god! So like he just like. And like popped out his bottom denture and then his top to like wash the food out of his mouth. I'm like, what the f? How? Why has this never been talked about? Oh, I got him done like two years ago. You know, I was having so many teeth problems. I just had him take them all out. And there's like four pegs in the bottom and four pegs in the top. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that scared insane. the shit out of me. I haven't looked at him the same since. <laughs> what was he eating? Oh, we were eating like pizza or whatever. And then after we got done eating, he just like, like so, popped it out. So he ate the pizza with the dentures yeah, in, Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He ate them with the dentures in, and then he just, like, popped them out. And I'm like, what? You have no teeth? <laughs> that is Freaked me out. That's got to be a shocking discovery. When oh, you find out somebody who has, like, good-looking teeth just doesn't have them for real. Yeah, no, and they looked exactly like his teeth did before. Like, all the Vassalos, for no reason, have really good-looking teeth. Hmm. None of us ever had to get braces. Yeah, never, no trouble talking with them, man? No. Like, you couldn't tell at all? No idea, dude. Well, dude, they're getting pretty advanced with the dentures nowadays. I mean, they're not just like they're mess. They're not messing around. No, they them things when, like you said, when they come out, that's it's a major suction pop when them things pop oh, out of there. In. Oh yeah. What, yeah. what was that? <laughs> what's that movie <laughs> where the grandma takes her teeth out and she's about to give that dude a blowjob? Mm, damn it. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Bruce Almighty. Or no. Yes. Yes, no, man. Was it? Yes, man. No. Yes, man. No. Yes, man. Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah, it so. is yes, man. Because he's got to say yes to her. Yep. God, that's wild. Well, I've got yeah. to do something to help you out. Oh, 100%. That's a, yeah, it's a bad deal. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us into our next segue of our first sponsor, <laughs> First Light. Guys, go check out their new stuff for Waterfowl this year. It is honestly incredible. We wore it last winter, and I'm so excited to wear it this year. Firstlight.com, rugged wool. They have this unbelievable waterproof backpack. It is the shit. Just trust me on that. Firstlight.com. Anyway, so Austin, thank you so much on being on today's show. Appreciate you having me. Thanks on being on. I told Cal over the phone that I think you're the next Robbie Iverson of competition goose calling. I hope. Dude, Dude he, said, he said it with his chest, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you meant it then. Oh, I meant yeah. it. Yeah. Say it with your chest. You yeah, know? He meant it, bro. No, because I've. Uh, how many contests have I judged for you at least? Nine? Yeah, I don't know if it's that many. Six? Yeah, probably six. Quite a few, though. Yeah. And I remember hearing you the first time, and I was like, oh, shit. This is very clean, very concise, technical enough, but not too much to mess you up. It's a great routine, dude. Probably what made you start though. doing it? Uh, I did it back in high school. I did it one time at the game fair. Thought it was good, but got cut first round. And then I went to college, quit doing it. 
just was blowing goose calls still, though. But I moved back home and wanted to get back into competition calling, so went to the game fair. Just started falling in love with it ever since then. Did you do a shitload of practicing before you went into your... Not really. I mean, I played the goose call quite a bit, but right. I thought I was, you know, the shit that was young. I thought I was better than everybody before I even stepped on the stage, so <laughs> I got my ass handed to me every time. Yeah. Was that pretty humbling or what? Yeah. I had to figure out how I could win because I just got addicted to it from there. I can't see you being like, I'm the shit. I'm going to beat everyone out on stage. Yeah, I'm, neither can I. That's why when you said that, when you were like, oh, I thought I was going to go in there and kill... Well, I went to college up in uh, Crookston, Minnesota. Right. Yep. And we just smashed birds. Right. Every day. Never went to class. <laughs> Tried starting my own guide service. That was a major fail. Yeah. And dropped out of school because I just hunted every day. Never went to fucking class. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was awesome because I was the only one up there hunting and thought I was a fucking shit. Killing geese. Killed five, six hundred geese every year. And then moved nice. back home and it was like, everybody's way better than I am. Need to figure it out. How many years ago was this? Because how old 10, are you now? Are you like 32, 33? 32. Yeah. yeah, it had to be 10, 12 years ago. So that was, yeah, that's about right about the time I got back into it too. Yeah. Or just like hunting in general. Yep. Yeah, you I t- moved out after college. I went to <clears throat> North Dakota and worked in the oil field out there. I didn't do much hunting until I moved back home. Oh, wow. Oh, so you're a working man. Wow. So, oh, yeah. dude, what That's was all the, I do is work. How was the work, oil work, field? Work. It was awesome. Got really? way a lot too of much fun? trouble. Way too much trouble. Drank way too much beer. <laughs> Didn't save any money. Oh, no. Moving back home, you know, you could have saved your money, bought, bought a house, been set, but nope, pissed it away. What What were you pissing your money away? Because I almost went out to the oil field to frame homes Drink for it. the oil, 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 oil. Oil workers. I can't talk, bro. Yeah, I was just drinking. You spent partying. that much money on booze. Yeah, that's all there is to do out there. Damn. Just Golly, drinking. though. <laughs> I mean, it's hardcore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't and, drink anymore. And you're sober <laughs> now. Yep. Yeah. Sober now. I've been sober four or five years. A couple of mishaps here and there, but yeah. good for you, dude. Good for yeah. you, man. Awesome. So, uh, were there guys just literally getting dumped in, like, McDonald's dumpsters out there? I never seen too much crime unless we were, <laughs> I was living in Minot, but we had to drive two hours out uh, to our job site, usually. A lot of the times we were staying in Montana, too, doing work out there, but Williston was really bad for crime, but Minot, not so much. Yeah. But so, you were driving we two did, hours every day to go to work? Every day. Go there, Holy then two shit. hours home. But we got paid for it, so... Okay. Wasn't too bad. So, yeah. like, were you waking up at three to get to the job site at five? Yep. Wake <sighs> up at three, work till five, go to the bar, grab thirty rack, drive home, do it all over again in the morning. Seven days a week. Ouch. Yeah, you go out there shit. by yourself, or you have buddies with you? No, there's like seven or eight buddies from high school that were out oh. there. A couple yeah. of them worked on the uh, rigs, and then we did uh, rouse boating. What's that? Did what? Build well sites. Okay. Oh, so okay. all the pump jacks that you see out there, and all the tanks, we set those up. Oh, okay. Did you hate it? No, I fucking loved it. Really? If I could do it again, I'd move right back. But now you have three kids. And now a, I have three kids and a wife. And a wife and I, don't think she'd, I don't think she'd like that. No, she can't no. be 20 minutes from her parents, so ah, I stick around. There you go. Yeah. Dude, I was just in North Dakota this past year, and a farmer got really pissed at me because I, I didn't know the laws, 
of hunting of how close you could hunt to a person's home. Like in Minnesota, it's 500 feet. Yep. Out there, it's like quarter mile. Had no idea. Had no, no idea. idea. Yeah, it's and so he came no out idea. yelling, and I'm like, oh, shit. And I was like done with my limit, and so I was walking out, and he came driving up, checking my license plate. And we got to talk, and I'm like, dude, I feel terrible, whatever, whatever. And we became pretty good buddies, and now he's going to let me hunt whatever the hell I want. I'll have his like three, 400 acres, so I'm like, Nice. Worked out pretty well. But he was telling me he made a bunch of money out in the oil fields and he was watching um kids getting raped and thrown into dumpsters in McDonald's parking lot. Like that's like the really? police would constantly go at night at about like midnight two AM to go check the dumpster. What town where was, was it? Yeah, where was that? Uh, like Williston, Minot. Yeah, like Williston I don't was know. Bad. I don't know the yeah, area. It couldn't have been Minot. There's like about, too much shit going on in Minot. There's a college in Minot, right? Yeah, Minot was just, when I was out there, Minot was just kind of growing, getting bigger. Williston was already huge. That's where most of the camps were at for yeah. all the guys on the rigs and stuff. But Minot was kind of, it was getting bigger. It was, when I got out of it, it was getting bad, but like Williston, but not when I lived there. Him and, him and I were living together in uh, Robbersdale, and... I, for whatever reason, this girl I was kind of in it, kind of into. She was like, "Let's dye your hair." And I was like, "Yeah, why not?" So we tried to dye my hair black, and I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna just go out to the oil field where nobody knows me." And some random contractor was like, "Yeah, I'm building 400 homes, just like stick frame, just like super cookie cutter homes. Like, I'm gonna pay you X amount per house." I'm like, "Damn, okay." Sounds good. So I was, like, getting ready to go out there, and at the last minute, like, his deal fell through for me. Like, he had someone else that was more experienced, and I was like, oh, okay, perfect. I really didn't want to <laughs> go out to North Dakota as I'm, like, thinking about it. And then I'm starting to hear all these stories, like, years later of how bad it was out there. I'm like, thank God I didn't go. A lot of a lot of the bad stuff happened in the camps. It's just all dudes in there. and all, They work two weeks, get a week off. They go back, and all they do is drink and work 12 hours a day go back to the camp and drink beer and fuck around. Get into trouble. Yeah, fuck around. <sighs> How many yeah. people, like, were working out there? A shit ton. Like I mean, thousands? There were, people, there were people coming from Alaska, California, there were people everywhere. It was crazy. Yeah, I heard it was like um, just anyone with a heartbeat. On, heard it was like anyone a, with a heartbeat? Yeah, I mean, they were paying people at McDonald's back then when I was out there 20 bucks an hour to work there. Just Unreal. couldn't find anybody to do the little jobs. Everybody's in the oil field do, making real money. Yeah, yeah. I heard it was like a, like a being in a whorehouse on nickel night. There wasn't much women out there. No, I know, but it's just like that's how crowded it was. Oh yeah, just like people wall to wall, nowhere for him to sleep. I knew a guy All that the was crowded places, bro. No, it's just like people were sleeping in their trucks. There was nickel nowhere night. to sleep. Whorehouse. <laughs> yeah, nickel and nickel night at whorehouse. Fill her up. Yeah, we used to go to this bar downtown Minot. They had, they had a like a loft upstairs. The dude was renting it out for like twenty two hundred bucks. One one dude, single bed, no kitchen, nothing, just a bed above a bar. Above a bar. Damn. Uh Yeah. It was and insane. what were most people making out there in a month? We, I was making, shit, I don't know, anywhere from twenty five hundred bucks, three grand a week. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy putting in, shit! 12, 15-hour days, just depending on how busy you were, Yeah, what you were doing. Well, you just need to decompress, and you just get hammered. Yep. 
Holy shit, man! That's yeah. a lot of money back then. Oh, it's a shit. It's, it's a lot of money right now. That's the thing. When you're yeah, bad. when you're eighteen or nineteen or twenty. Yeah. Holy shit! That's what nine I'm ten I grand a week. Put it all away. Or a month. Come back, build a house. What I had to pay it for. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's so intense. That's a lot of money. And then you come back to the Twin Cities, and you're just like, okay, get married, have some kids. Oh, I had a little trouble get back with the law. I had to come back. Yeah. Yeah, I was. What, what I, had a, I had a warrant out for uh, my DWI when I was 18. Ooh. I didn't know that I couldn't leave the state. Well, I left the state to work. I didn't check in with my parole officer or nothing, so I had a warrant out. So I moved back, met my wife. I knew her in high school, but uh, we started dating when yeah. I was out there. She made me kind of move back, take care of that shit. and uh, Get your shit together a little bit? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's started doing best, concrete probably. from there, so. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. dude. Well, Check you already knew past. how to work hard, so concrete was just. Yeah. And before that, I was just a little putsy little kid, so. Yeah. Right. The oil field kind of toughen you up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> shit, huh? I'll get you. That's so wild. Yeah, you're dude. around bodies and dumpsters. You know, you usually yeah. harden up a little bit real quick. <laughs> See some shit. Yeah, you've seen some shit. No. Yeah, dude. Damn, dude. That's I was crazy. Like, I was like five foot two, 120 pounds until. Oh, yeah. No, you would have been someone. Until like junior in high school. And then I just slowly sprout. It wasn't like an instant sprout. But like, if I would have gone out there. Bro, oh, yeah. You would have been someone. Tossed around like a damn rag doll. Yeah. I would have been nickel night at the horror house in your bedroom for sure. Starring Joey Vassell. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> not good. Not by choice. This podcast is rated R. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a heads up. Austin goes, am I allowed to swear on here? I'm like, uh, yeah. 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 I It'll think be all right, right, I think. Yeah. Whatever you're, whatever you're willing to put out there. Perfect. Yeah, you oh do. Oh, my you. God. So, uh, then you, so then you got crazy into to goose hunting when you were in Crookston. You moved out to the oil field. Move back here, and you're like, I want to start doing that again, or what? Yeah, um, got back to with me and my buddies from high school. Just started hunting around home again, and uh, contest calling. I met uh, Jordan Kyle. I started hanging out with him. He kind of got me back into contest calling, helped me out a little bit, and from there, just kind of took off. I never won anything till last year. Last year was my first year. But you racked them up, dude. Last year I did. Yeah. What'd you win? Like four, five. Uh. The online, dive bomb novice, Rochester novice, and state goose, and then game fair novice. Yeah, it's damn, huge. that's yeah. a big year. Yeah, it was. A <laughs> how much so money? Really did you, how much year. money did you win? That was a couple grand. No, but like what for all the people that wanted to get it into contest calling? So when you finally perfect your craft in the first year of like doing all these novices, how much money did you make? Well, dive bomb was a thousand. Nice. I think, uh, and the full dive bomb contest is five, right? Like the yeah, non-novice. The open, yeah, the, the open, open is five grand, which is insane amount of money for blowing a whistle. It's a shitload. Of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What isn't isn't five what you make if you win worlds? Yeah, I think no. I think it's ten. Is it ten? I, think, I okay. believe so. Okay. I can't remember though. Might be five. I think it's five, bro. Might be five. Yeah, because I, I think it was I, ten. I'll look open, it up. Either open way, goose continue. Is, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's ten. Yeah. So so, what do you think the grand total of the purse was? I'd say three grand, thirty five hundred. That's pretty good. Don't you get a lot of free products and stuff too? Yeah, you get you want a bunch handbags of and flags, and I think I got four or five flags at the Rochester contest. <laughs> oh yeah, you won Coyote Creek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, four or five flags. I just wanted that big check from Dive Bomb. That's 
And that's that plaque that I got from state was fucking sweet. Yeah. I've never seen a trophy like that. But I don't know if you guys seen that that uh I forgot it was Texas, I think. Where they had a duck call, I believe. Okay. Trophy. It okay. It's freaking sweet down there. Yeah, kind of mm. like the Stuttgart trophy. Yeah. Okay. It was fucking sweet. Or it was a band, sorry. A band. Oh, mm. cool. That one that's was really sweet. cool. But I was down there for a work trip the week before that contest. It was just a duck contest, so I went to do anything anyway, but the trophy was cool. You don't see yourself getting into the duck? Nah, not really. What, even like Turn the meat? mojo on if I want. Even like duck call. <laughs> even like meat? Nah. Not I that. might try the dive bomb uh, two-man this year, though. For a duck? Pro-am or whatever, what they got going on. I, I don't know about it. They got, uh, so they got a novice caller, and yeah. they get to draw, and they whoever gets draws first gets to pick a pro caller. To call with so it's a two-man meat duck contest interesting yeah you don't think if you haven't practiced with someone then like you don't think that's gonna mess them up they probably will because i'm not much of a duck color but i mean i can make no but you know what i'm color. saying like because everyone's always asking me every year like let's do a two-man let's do a two-man it's like i don't know your rhythm dude yeah you don't know me yeah. i don't know you we're gonna step all over each other yeah you that's don't think that's I mean. gonna mess people up it probably will but it'll be a fun contest. Let novice get to compete with the pro. That the is pretty pro cool, can, actually. Pro is probably going to carry him a long way, but. Right. Hey, I'm going to lead us. You follow. Yeah. That's probably how Let's it would go. some feed chuckles here and there. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hell yeah. Right? So are you going to be the pro in that situation or what? No. No. <laughs> I'll be the novice. There you go. Now, now that you won five last year, uh, goose call c- competitions, can you be in the novice this year? Technically, I can because state contests don't count and uh, the online contest doesn't count. All so right. technically, I only have three novice wins, but I, I think I'm gonna be done. I'm just gonna step it up with the big boys this year. Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, I mean, you, you win, certainly do. You win five yeah. in one year. You got to move up. Big dick swinging. Yeah. It's yeah. Just a tech now, so. you know, I, I looked it up, by the way. It's 7500 bucks for winning Worlds. Worlds? Yeah. That's what it was in 2021 when Lee Williams won, at least. Okay. So I'm assuming it's either that or 10K now. It's, yeah. But right. Either way, dude, a $5,000 contest, like, at Dive Bomb, that, that blew my mind. Like, the first year when they did that. Dude, we were there for their crazy. first year. For that shit was wild. That's crazy. You were you there it. the first year two years ago or three years ago now? Not the first year. It was just their second year. Unreal. Yeah. Blew they were throwing mind. out some big money at that deal. Oh, it was an awesome contest, oh. dude. It's just like a mini game fair. Oh, yeah. It's just all duck stuff and none of that dog stuff and all that crap. But mm. Right. <laughs> there is a lot of, There is a lot of that stuff. Yeah, you game fair. Killing Carter over here. Yeah, right? Game fair, big dog guy. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, big dog guy. Carter's a big camera guy. Dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carter's like, if it ain't got a lens, I don't want it. Big oh, yeah, Timmy yeah. guy. That's pretty much. He's having some guy. problems with his fiance right now. Let's he just can't get it. free dog. She doesn't have any lenses. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah, it's unbelievable. She listens to this, I yeah. think, too. So that's good. Oh, that's not good. You just yeah. caught. Yeah, just caught it. Oh, I don't care. What's your yeah, name again? You're not gonna cut it. Maddie. Maddie, I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you listen to this. Anyway. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, okay, before we get back into it, I just want to say this podcast is also brought to you by Migra Ammunitions. Um, guys, I would just say more than anything, uh, choosing a, a smaller ammunition manufacturer, you're just going to get a little bit better quality in terms of what they're able to bring to the table. 
Not that there's problems necessarily with big ammo companies, but, but I will are. just say there are. So the box is behind you, by the way. Yeah, is it? Okay. Thank throw, you. Throw it to Austin. Uh, two four stack. Someone asked the other day. Someone asked the other day what we've been shooting. That's what we shot pretty much all last year. And I would say with the two four twenty gauge, I was just shocked at how well it Dude, sh- it shot down geese. Austin, it slaps. We'll get you a box. Never shot it. Dude, You'll it, have to it try slaps it. hard. It's they, just really consistent, man. I just don't understand how they put the the larger ones like that come out first and the smaller ones last, and it's still just it's such a good pattern. It hammers them. Really? Like bad, bad. I mean They're coming out with tungsten and bismuth this year and it's gonna I don't, gonna, as I don't a combination wanna, or with a steel shot? No, so it's no, going to be steel and, and tungsten. tungsten or bismuth. Okay. Yeah, but that's all steel. Okay. Yeah, but they're coming out with some like different loads. What was it? like? Uh, Timber like Plus. Timber Plus, it's a bismuth load. Yeah, so that was like four steel, six bismuth. It's mix, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yes, mix of steel and bismuth and different size pellets. Okay. <laughs> Should be really cool. All I know is I saw Joey shoot more than three geese at seventy yards with twenty gauge two four last year. Which is don't I don't recommend that. Don't do that, by the way. No, it's like one two on the kill up, shot, one's getting away. Doink. Pot shot. Yeah. Yeah. But still Crushed pretty them. crazy. So anyway, go to migraminitions.com, learn a little bit more about it. You know what's uh you remember those really old loads, Austin? You've been doing this for a long time. So remember when heavy shot was like the shit. Yep. Back in the day, like they were probably one of the first people to do tungsten. Yep. So Lee Jose, what was it two years ago, three years ago at Game Fair, he comes up and he comes up to Scott's booth and he's like, "Hey, I have all this ammo from back in the day when I used to film and like take pictures for Federal and Heavy Shot and all these other companies, twenty bucks a box." And he was selling these twenty gauge six shot pure tungsten, and I'm like give them all to me so i bought a case of those and dude those like six shot tungsten 20 gauge was knocking geese down all throughout the year what's the feet per second on that it was like 13 1350 a little slower it was 13 for the heavy but it's like so when i hear Miger coming out with this stuff i'm like oh oh no bismuth is heavier than tungsten yeah. so it's like ooh, yeah yeah and the problem least i think it is I think bismuth is heavier than tungsten. But the problem that we had with all the other loads, like any of that stuff, there was always like, there was a lot of duds, man. And like, I'm not knocking either, but like even shooting Black Cloud, which like when Black Cloud shot out of your gun good, then I thought it was pretty decent ammo. It's like Winchester. But dude, we were, yeah, I was having a dud every box, man. It's crazy nowadays. And I think the quality, like the production quality is just, they're trying to pump so much out right now. Yeah. You know, well, you remember, to keep up, remember COVID, everyone started hunting more and you could not find ammo. Find so yeah. everyone's like, let's get the shit out there. And there was a problem. Yep. You know. So oh, you they still had a problem even back that in good? the day. What's that? They had a problem even back in the day. Right. Like Winchester, I remember hunting with, you go to Walmart, you cheap yep. shell, Winchester shells. Yep. We Super X. snowstorm. Yep. Gray box. Dude, you could see the BBs just bounce right off of them. It's just <laughs> stupid. You're shooting them at 30 yards, it should be dead. But no, yep. they just hit them and... That's bad. It. Has That's nothing really to bad. do with your shooting. Has oh, to do with the ammo. No, just, yeah. You're coming out at 100 feet per second. Oh, yeah. Plastic yeah. BBs. Oh, no, you're a sharpshooter, dude. <laughs> well, they put those flax <laughs> seeds in there. You're picking just that fall shit fall out of the there. end of your gun. What is with the flax seeds, man? I don't... I think it's Should just I a Should I be filler. eating it or shooting it? I think it's just a filler. 
One of is the that two. real shit? Am I a yeah. bird? Wait, wait, wait. Is this real? Am I thought I this. Bird? I thought this was a joke. Oh, no, Heavy Shot oh. always put flaxseed flax in their shells. It bothered me. Why? I, it it kept them from getting stuck to each other. I think, or a filler. It, yeah, they just use it as a filler. Why do you need to fill off. it? You don't want to have so many BBs in there. I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's wild, man. That's bullshit. But I, I thought that was a joke. Migra doesn't do that. So yeah. Anyway, that just was a twelve-minute. Ad well, it just became mind, like a convo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. <coughs> anyway, so, so that's interesting. I forgot that you um, started calling with Jordan Kyle. Dude, what's up? I we got to get him on the podcast because I've known Jordan since we started the channel. He's a really nice, dude. But like his calling is seriously insane. Oh yeah, his calling is yeah. insane, dude. But every time he goes into contest, something wrong happens, and it it makes me sad. He because he's that damn so, thing so hard. He's so insane on yeah. that fucking call. Yeah. yeah, it was over a couple of years ago at my house, and I bought my kids a Canada Hammer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one of the first calls you ever buy, you know. What, oh, $20. He picked that thing Piece up, dude. Call. And he f- just fucking ripped on it. I'm like, how the fuck do you get this sound out of it? I pick it up, and I'm like, like Right. The dude's insane on a call. Yeah, I, I will never forget seeing that video come out of JDK blowing that... Goose flute, a guide flute, flute. Yeah. that in the corn, fucking, oh, yeah. dude. That is such a sick video. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I ever heard a lot of people sound much better than that on that mm. thing, on a flute. No, that's pretty crazy. He is wild. Dude. Did you learn on a flute or did you learn on a short read? Short read. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Canada Hammer. Canada Hammer. Yep. Buck Gardner Canada Hammer. Yep. Holy shit! And you're and you're blowing Bay Country now. Bay Country, which is really interesting. Being in the Midwest because nobody blows a BC. Right, I never heard of it until Jordan said, "Have you ever tried the Bay Country?" I'm like, "I don't even know what the hell that is." Because they take like John Taylor makes them. I'm like, "Oh shit, I've heard that name." Yeah, so I just ordered one up, and as soon as I as soon as I blew the first note, I'm like, "Oh, switching. This is insane. Really, just so responsive, and you get such good tone out of it." What were you blowing before that? Grounds, a grounds call. Okay, because they're both harder to call, right? Yeah, it's it's. Takes a while to get used to the mouthpiece. It's kind of like because uh, it's so open. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got that fat lip on it too. Mm. Kind of like the go-to. It's got the fat lip, little hold, and it takes a little bit to get used to that. But once you get used to it, dude, that it's responsive. Yeah, because you you definitely have a different tone than most people blowing like a like a Mulkier or a Tim Grounds. It is a completely different tone. Yeah. And that first time I judged you, I was like, oh shit. That sounds and I think you fucked it up in that first time that I uh, I was judging you. You got all the way to the third round, and then I think you squeaked or something. But I was like, I remember writing my notes like, if you wouldn't have squeaked, you would have won. I think it was game fair. It's probably game fair. Yeah. But I was like, holy shit, because I think that was my first time in person hearing a Bay Country. Yeah, it's like, damn, yeah, that tone is insane. I don't think I know anybody one. else that blows one. What's well, Eastern right Shore, right? Yeah, yeah, Eastern Shore, yeah. Yep. I don't know anybody that blows them besides me. Yeah. No, you, know, you sound good on it, though. You know those guys over there pretty good now, then? Yeah. John Taylor helps me out quite a bit now. I message him all the time. Yeah. So you send him vids? Yep. Send him vids? He's yeah. the nicest dude ever. Yeah. He'll give you the shirt off the back, and he doesn't even know me. Mm, thanks, I met dude. him in, at Dive Bomb last year. and Just down to earth, super nice guy. I mean, how could he be mad when you're fucking ripping that yeah. call? Yeah. So. You yeah, know, he was surprised. He, he didn't know say, I blew yeah. the call either until I won uh, Dive Bomb. Oh, I really? Up, I went up to his booth. He's like, 
are you blowing my call? I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, you sound good. He's like, you got to send me some more videos. I'll help you out. We'll get you where you got to go, and you got to come to World. You got a place to stay. I got food. I got a place for you to stay. No shit. Just the nicest guy. That's cool. You sound that good on it, I mean. Yeah. A lot of practice. Yeah. How often do you practice? Whenever my wife's not home. Yeah. Can't yell at me or my kids yelling yeah. in the background trying to actually practice for a purpose instead of just blowing a call. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I don't know, probably an hour or two a week, I'd say. Yeah. Just okay. when I have time. How much when, how much did you practice before you Yeah, when you first winning? started. A lot. I once I switched over to Bay Country, that's all I did. I took it in the truck, which is a terrible idea for you. There's a tip for you. Don't practice in your truck. Because the sound when you get outside of a truck is way different. You think it sounds good, but once you get inside of a house where you get some echo or get in some woods, it's terrible. Really? Yep. That's interesting. I've never heard anyone say that before. Actually, I mean, it makes sense. The acoustics. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Just blowing your eardrums out. So fucking doing. loud in there, <laughs> yeah. too. I always yeah. hated trying to practice in the truck. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, if you're just trying to learn new notes and, and get your rhythm, get your breathing down, it's sure. great practice because you got time. But if you're actually practicing for a purpose, don't, don't do it. Yeah. What would you say is what's – a, what's a good tip you have for kids trying to get into contest calling? Practice? No, don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Give me like a give me like a real tip, you know, something from the heart. Well, I'd say watch like Mike Benjamin, Robbie Iverson, watch the goats, watch their videos and just sit and listen to them and watch them learn how they're doing their notes, learn the sequences they're using cuz you can pick up on if you listen to it enough, you can pick up on exactly what notes they're doing, why they're doing it. And that'll give you your breathing down. So what I did when I wasn't winning, when I was doing contest calling, I'd place or get, get into second round. I had to figure out why. Why 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 ain't I winning? So yeah. I sat down and I just watched Robbie Iverson's routine over and over and over again, just listening to it without picking up a call and figuring out why he was better, why they were winning. And something just clicked. I don't know if it was a switch to Bay Country or I just learned how to do well, something why do you why do you think those people are Yeah, winning? why do you think they're better? Like, what makes them better at this point? I don't know, so damn good. So Their smooth. tone, the technicality, the amount of practice they've done, like... I'd say the biggest thing is their tone, and they're so smooth. There's, there's no transitions with them. Like, if you listen to Robbie, it's just... It's like he doesn't even take a fucking breath. Yeah. Like Big Sean. I mean, he's a big dude, but he's got big lungs. And he can blow through 45 notes without taking a damn breath. That yeah. is true, right. dude. Breathing is like, if you can figure out your breathing, you can figure out your sequences, and then you can kind of go from there. What did Tim call them? Your check keys? Yeah. Your check keys are big. Yeah. Get rid big. of them. Yeah. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Sean's another really, really good caller. He just messes up. He just randomly will mess up, but then also, I don't know, he has more of an old school routine yep. just because he's so much older than us i what is he like 40 is he's he close to 40 42 43 is he okay yeah so he has like the old school mentality whereas like when i'm judging now i hear you know the modern day calling yep and so yeah he's insane he's Boy, like one of the goosiest motherfuckers on a goose call him and brennan hardy you heard him? who's that he lives out i went to school with him up does in, he uh, staff Crookston. with 
you did with uh, yeah. Now we switched over to uh, Loeffler, just recently actually. He's doing DRC now. Yep, I just talked to him a couple of days ago. But I'm thankful that he doesn't blow goose or blow in the contest because he'd win every single fucking one. Really? He's insane. Why doesn't he blow? I don't know if it, I don't know. I don't know if it's nerves or what, but he lives out in North Dakota. It's a lot of traveling for him too. Mm. He's got a farm to run and works a bunch. But yeah. I, so think he, I, I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah. What's he's his name big, again? Brennan Hardy. Is he a big golfer? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen Brennan him. Hardy? Yep. Nice dude. Hmm. Great caller. And he's never called in a contest. He did uh, when Iowa's contest. What was that one? Burlington. Called? Burlington. He went down there and blew in that one. Because I definitely know that name. Yeah. But I just can't if picture If you send him. a picture, you'd, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, because there's Chad Olds. Yep. And I swear to God, there was another really good caller that blew Sean's. And uh, I, that's probably who I'm thinking younger of. Younger kid that lived with him. No, not him. Not him? That's not what I'm thinking. No. I think it's the same guy you're talking okay. about. Is yeah, he about 35? Brandon. He's my age, probably 30, yeah. 32. Yep. Same guy. Yeah, he was cool. I think we, we drank together one night at uh, Burlington. Yeah, probably. That was a fun contest. They shut it down, dude. Yeah. Why did they shut that down? Just didn't have know. enough people coming? Or probably what? just wasn't... Um, wasn't you doing know, it anymore. Fruitful form. Yeah. Same as Rogers. Rogers was a great contest. They shut that down. That's terrible. Wait, wait, wait. They shut Rogers down? Yeah, Rogers hasn't been going on since me and Jordan got second in the two man. It would have been 2018, 2019. Why is when that? Scott, when Scott and Benjamin won? I don't know. I don't. Ever since COVID, I think they just shut her down. Wow. They're putting a lot of money into uh, marketing. Yeah. Rogers is. They got those two guys that do their podcast, uh-huh. and then they're putting out a bunch of shorts they have a and ton of videos. TikToks of like product reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a bunch of uh, videos that they're putting out now. I, I mean, I'm guessing that's what they're they're pay, they have to pay those guys a higher salary if they're constantly reviewing and testing all the products that they're selling in their store. Yeah, yeah they no have idea. to. And if you if they're not, get a different job. <laughs> right. You know. But oh, yeah. um, probably, probably really not though. No. Where is Rogers located? Uh, Liberty, Missouri. Ah. No, I mean, there's it's a pretty decent-sized town, and right. there's a lot of stuff going on there. I was pretty surprised when I went down there. It was a hell of a drive. But, Austin, one more thing, dude. Um, this podcast is also sponsored by Sound Gear, and I don't know if you wear hearing protection. No, what I need to. But yeah, you do. we Bad. started doing it a couple years ago, dude. Life changing just because it's good it's well, actually a good product and we're all in construction right yeah yep. and so like you notice like when you're ripping the concrete saw it's like i should oh, probably terrible. be wearing something yep. you know and it's like i was in an attic and they're roofing it at the same time i'm like down by the eve like scraping shit and it's like in my ear i'm just oh you know and now that we're wearing sound like sound gear i'm like okay i need to wear this at work i need to wear this hunting like everything and it is just, I don't want to be my dad when I'm 40. Because he can't hear a damn thing, huh? bro. Yeah. What? Huh? Yeah. Say it again. Oh, I'll just, yeah, my dad too. I'd rather die. You All know? of our dads. All of our papas. Yeah. You know? So, guys, go check out soundgear.com. They have these instant fits. We actually have a discount code. It's MWF125. Dude, sup. M- Go ahead, Mf one twenty five, buddy. Damn we it. actually have this thing where Joey, um, he fucks up all of our discount codes. Here's the so thing, like, though, they're every all week, different. Every week, he he messes them all. So, you know, you get that one right. No, no, no. he did not. <laughs> no. It's MF one twenty five. So very close. So it's mid flyways. Okay. Yep. 
No, we don't sense. make. We don't necessarily choose we the should. discount. We should. We should. Yeah, we should. We'll work. Joey, on it. don't forget thirty. <laughs> there you go. You and know, actually, it's that's catchy. pretty good. We should do that. Way too long. No, we have we'll a, something better. You can out. get one hundred and twenty-five bucks off of uh, like they look like earplugs, but you can still hear everyone talking. You can still hear birds going over your head. But when you shoot over something that would damage your hearing, it cancels out the noise. Pretty slick. So they're normally four hundred dollars, and they're on sale for two hundred and seventy-five with our discount. With our discount, yeah, it's a good deal. Pretty slick. Otherwise, you have to make the full investment into the uh, Phantoms. Yeah, we're using Phantoms. They're fourteen hundred bucks retail, and they put gel in your ear so it gets your ear canal. They take it out, and then when you put it in and out of your ear, it's like a perfect mold of your ear. I got it's some slick. last year at Game Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a discount, and they fit you right there. They're awesome. Used them last season, dude. They're slick. Mm-hmm. Have yeah, you used the other ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we started out with were the Instant Fits. Yeah, we started with Instant Fits. Okay. And I yeah. was like, damn. These are yeah, sick. I really I really liked them. They're, they're super. They're dude. Yeah, you just have the biggest thing with those is you have to swap a battery. Oh, they're but they're fixing that this year. Not on Instant Fits, are they? Yeah. On Instant Fits? That's what Wade was just saying what? last week. They're going to be rechargeable now? Yeah, so they Holy only shit. respond to pressure. You don't have to take out the battery every time you use them anymore. Pretty slick. Unbelievable. Yeah, that used to be the biggest annoyance was like you had to swap a battery, but the Phantoms are rechargeable. Okay. Bluetooth and, rechargeable. Yeah, and they have like a rechargeable, they have a recharging case. So the, if the case is charged, you can be in the field or like on a hunt, not have a cord for it. You can just put them in there and they'll just charge in the case. Think of it like, like AirPods, you know how yeah. you can charge yeah. the case. Yep. Same deal. And it's it's owned by Starkey, which is massive hearing aid company. The biggest hearing aid so. company in the in the world. Yeah. Anyway. They're global. They're, they're like very, around they're, the globe. They're very global. Uh, yeah, Carter was literally just telling me while you were gone that uh, they gassed a bunch of geese in Idaho. Oh, the, I heard about that. They were that. shitting on a beach. <laughs> just gassed them. Yeah, Killed them all? 170. Why? Fucking. Pooping. Yeah. Pooping on the beach. Just make a poopy? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why? They really just didn't let guys hunt it like once a year? Just beat the shit out of them? Right. What's up with that? 200 geese? Could have used the meat. Um, why don't you tell us about the, the hunt you invited me on? Uh, migrator day. Typical call everybody you know and <laughs> get everybody together. Hopefully we can get eight or nine guys out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to one of my properties right by my house. It's a little pond. Dude, it was like the trippiest property ever, too. It's one of those places where you have to direct people how to get there. Mm. Yeah, you kind of got to go through the woods, past grandma's house, take a left by the big tree, and then you'll see the decoys sitting from there. Like, literally. Hell yeah. Okay. I didn't have waiters. I didn't have bibs. I pretty much had everything done before you got there. (laughs) And then you left your bibs at my house for And then I left the bibs there. Yeah. Dude, Austin was such a sweetheart that day. He's like, yeah, dude, no. He's like, don't bring your waiters. Don't bring nothing. And then we're just like sludge. I'm just watching all these people sludge through this silty fucking pond. Hell yeah. Because we dropped like five, six at a time. And it's like across the pond because they were flying so hard. They were migrating. And it's just like, ooh. I'm just chilling in the blind. Like, yeah. So just a real yeah, we, got a, we got a kayak out there now to go yeah. get them. Well, who was there that day? Uh, Tim Steele. Tim Hines, Joe Hines, um, the brothers, yep. Strauss brothers, Strauss mm. brothers, great, and uh, and one of Joe's clients that became a friend, the mustache guy, yeah, yeah, he's funny as shit, yeah, he's from hilarious. down south, yep. 
That was a fun day. Is that and the guy Joe was telling us about that just parks a camper yeah. at his house yep. for like weeks? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I felt like an asshole on that hunt because I I felt like I didn't do shit. Well, you were supposed to go to work, but they were they kept migrating and you stayed there for a couple more hours. Right. No, I was gonna be like, I can come, but I have to leave. You know, he's like, Yeah, fuck it. Come on. I was like, Okay. And then they kept migrating. I'm like, yeah. I can't go to work. Can't go to work. Damn. I shot dude. a couple ducks that day too. Dude, that was the highlight. Yeah. Well, we shot yeah, four you're a big duck guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Big duck guy. Yeah. Shot four gaddies. Popped all four oh, of them. I didn't shit, pop all four, but like they straight down to the bombed in so hard. I thought they were widging they bombed in so hard. Yeah, it was insane. You couldn't tell. But they were nice gaddies, too. Yeah. For it was like middle too. of October. Dude. I was gonna say yeah. what time of year is this? Like middle of October. It was yeah. So weird. Really? Yep. It was so weird. What year was this? Two years two ago. Two years ago, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you've had my bibs. Yep, I've been keeping tabs on them damn bibs for two years. Wait, you have his bibs? No, he had mine for two years. What bibs? Those green Filson bibs. Oh, yeah. dang. That's where those went. Yeah, no. So do you still have them? I no, just he gave brought them today. Oh, no shit. I brought them today. Damn. I almost left the house. I turned around and fucking grabbed them. I'm like, I'm getting rid of these things. Yeah, just no hanging shit. in my garage. I'm like, damn. So so here's my question for you because Cal, Cal doesn't understand, right? You're a big DSD guy. Big time. Yes. Cal's never yeah. hunted over him. Yeah. So I'm he doesn't know the allure and what can happen over those things. So please, in your best detailed description. Yeah, and be real. Tell a non believer. Like, tell a non believer. Cool if you have nice decoys, but like legitimately tell me what's actually different about the decoy. Can you legitimately tell a difference? Shelander will just drop twelve hundred on a fucking weekend in July, bro. You got to. He's the guy. He's the guy to ask. I got everything. Oh, that's why I, hear, I got everything you need. <laughs> you come up with me, you don't need anything. I got everything. That's why I'm here. Just tell me tell me what's different. Condoms, DSDs. Exactly. What else you got? Corn. Yeah, you got corn. Snacks. Snacks? Big snack guy. Really? Yeah, big snack guy. All right. Quick trip, that's why. Okay. Anyway. Uh, DSDs. I bought mine three years ago, I think. Um, How many did you buy? I started out with 18. And then a buddy of mine had uh, another 18. We kind of hunt together. So we threw them together hunting with them. And the first thing I noticed with DSDs is you don't get the, you get a group of geese coming over. Sometimes they want to circle you and circle you. And uh-huh. Finally, they decide what they want to do. Most of the time, they just fucking leave. But with DSDs, I noticed every time, if they were coming over top of you, they wouldn't circle. They just <laughs> flutter right in, killing them. You're killing them right at the boot bags. None of this 40-yard, over-the-top shooting. Granted, I do that all the time, but with DSDs, dude, that's what I noticed. Was everything was killing in the kill hole, which I'm sticking with that because I like killing them at 10, 15 yards, not past shooting them. I mean, I will, but I'd rather So you're telling there. me legit with DSDs, you never get them just circling at 40 and checking you and leaving? You do every once What's in a while. What's the percentage, though? It's a high percentage where they don't. Yeah, Are you shot? It's 80 to 20. I'd say. Really? Yep. Now, I've owned, keep in I've mind. I've owned every single decoy. I've owned Bigfoots, FAs, Greenhead Deers. I've owned them yeah. all. And, you, you know, sometimes it's goose hunting. They they just don't give a fuck. They don't want to be be around you. They'll just circle you. But with, I just seen with DSDs, with, even with small numbers, you don't need big numbers. I think I got five dozen now. But, which is a lot of DSDs. Shit, I don't use them every time. DSDs. I don't use them every time, though. Oh, Usually it's three dozen. I'll 60% put of the time they work every time, huh? Y- exactly. Holy fuck. 
It's worth the money, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Bro, that's almost five grand. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking money. No shit. Because it's about 80 bucks a decoy, right? Too. Not anymore. I think it's 120. No. Uh, 475 for a four pack now. 475 for a four pack? Yep. That's 125. And you oh. think that much more money, it's worth it? That's what I'm asking, legitimately, I'm like, like man. Like the cost like, benefit? I'm a decoy hound, though. I, I usually uh, gear guy. try him for it. Yeah, big Gavin Colas So, guy. like, let me let me ask. <laughs> yeah, big yeah. gear guy, Gavin Colas. Let me just say this, though, right? So, like, DSDs versus not DSDs. You're sitting in a field. Even if they do circle you, but you shoot them at 20 yards, how much more successful are you legitimately with DSDs? Because that's what I'm asking. Like, what's is it actually worth the cost? Because, like, sure, you're saying they don't they don't circle or whatever, but you know, if I gotta wait two minutes and save four grand, no, it's worth it. Okay. I mean, you you're buying smaller numbers. You're setting out smaller spreads. Yep. Your pickup time is a lot faster. Even though I single bag mine, hang them up in the trailer. Yeah. I baby them, but you got to. It's fucking. Well, yeah, seventy five dollars for fortune. Well, yeah, yeah, you're fucking yeah. more than most. Your wife most. would kick your ass. Yeah. She don't care. It's my money. Well, I just, she don't care. But in my opinion, it's 100% worth it. I even ran them up in uh, Fergus Falls this year, too. Really? I was guiding with uh, pit properties. I feel like that's just a numbers game. You just put them in the kill hole or what? Yep. Damn. You yep, felt like it made a difference in Fergus? Mm, probably not. Mm-hmm. What about, have you uh, hunted over SX decoys? Yep, I used to own those, huh. too. What do you think about those in comparison to Dave Smith's? Really hard body on them. Okay. So, so they're breaking? Yeah, I ran them for a year. Cold weather, wasn't, no bueno. Wasn't my favorite. Yeah. But I did buy, I've got 15 dozen FAs now. Those are harder body. The new ones? Not, yep, not the new, new ones. Mm. They're the two-piece still, but they just came out with the the one-piece, and I only have four of those just to try them out. But uh, if, what do you think? is nice. What's the second, second nicest decoy behind a Dave Smith? Mm, depends on what you're going to do with it. Hunt. I mean, I think I, it's the I Dominator. Yeah, the oh the DOAs new, the new DOAs. DOAs. I think it's the poor man's uh, poor man's DSD. Yeah, I've never had them. Never even seen them. They're freaking nice, dude. I was helping Trevor Ludke, and those things are. How are dead. the bases though? They're nice. Yeah, I nothing to really complain about. Really? Yeah, I think had- they're better looking than an Avian. Yeah, really, I do think so. Yep, mm. those Avians are nice too. Avian, yeah, those Avians are really nice. DSD, Avian, and Dominators. Are like neck and neck, and then it's Bigfoot. Yeah, personally. Yeah, I mean, if you're throwing them in and out of your trailer, it's Bigfoot. But I got them FAs now. I throw them in on the. Dude, those avians last a long time too. Yeah, I can't beat the shit out of them. I've had two dozen now for quite some time, and I I am not nice. Yeah, not nice. You can't be with a production decoy. You don't have time. Mm -mm. Chuck them in the trailer and go. Well, I'm yeah. too cold too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm too cold. Baby well, too. and that's why we couldn't have DSDs. No, but I think I think we're gonna get some. <laughs> but if we do have them, I think we're then, getting a couple. Then um, we'll have to have Carter take care of. Dude, I I hunted a hunt with Nick J where we used yeah. all DSDs. Yeah, I wanted to die. We went out in a snowy field <laughs> with his cart with three dozen in a snowstorm to go hunt geese, and each of them were individually bagged. We had to walk about half a mile to a mile out there. It was but you shot a lot more geese because of it. I I don't know. I it the t- pickup time and like it was for individual bags for the pickup time for three dozen was like almost an hour. 
Oh, for shit. individually bagging <laughs> each one. I got it down to like 22 minutes. I can get all really? mine in there. <coughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the snowstorm probably didn't help. Yeah. No, that did yeah, not or this help. Damn, yeah. it was it an electric cart or was it the push one? It was. Uh, it, it's supposed to be electric. It has an electric wheel, but there was so much snow going yeah, uphills. Didn't work at all. Yeah. yeah. I just spinning. hang mine. Hanging them in the trailer sucks ass. But I, it, when I was in Fergus, running all day, every day, picking spreads every single day, I just chucked them in the trailer, put them in the bags, chucked them in the trailer. Are you guiding quite a bit now? Uh, last year was my first year with pit properties. Okay. So do you just take time off then from concrete or whatever? Yep. Uh, I used, last year I took a week off, went up there, and then I try to go up there every weekend I can. Yeah. That I'm allowed to with the wife. Yeah. Kids, right. Kids, right. right. Yeah. Sounds like she loves you, though, so you get to hunt quite a bit. Some, some days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I life. feel that. Yeah. Same. I feel that, you know. I give her all that's my... Yeah, life. exactly. I give her a lot of my side job money, so she she's quiet during hunt season. <laughs> quiet down a little bit. Yeah. Hey, vibe. Quiet down, down over there. I'm yeah. gonna be gone this weekend and next weekend. And here's, here's another band, and here's yeah. a grand. Yeah, I'm really sorry about yep. that. Oh my god, shit. Uh, so, so are you satisfied now? This is the second or third person who has told us that like there is a difference. Mm, kind of. She lander. No, 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 no. Hold on. Huh? How many times have you hunted over him? None. Never. I've never, never hunted over them. Nope. Yeah, you hunt over them once. You can just, you can tell by the yeah. way they move through the air and how quickly they get down. There, There is definitely a difference. It's hard to explain. Yeah. You have to watch the bird because like there's real no, there's no real application where it's it's going to be the same conditions, yeah, different birds I can't even day. lie. I'm actually surprised on the take from you. Just because you're a conspiracy theory guy. Yeah. <laughs> so like of Water. all people, I feel like you would be like, nope. What's your conspiracy on DSTs? Well, well and they, I'm just that saying that they like, work. Oh, yeah, no, not that they don't. No, I mean we all know they work. No, it's just that that they actually make a big difference in birds your hunting. Act differently around yeah. DSTs. It's it just could a thing. factor into you know you're using smaller spreads. I mean, where I hunt, so, there's a spread, especially with silhouettes. Now everybody's got 300 decoys or more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're using a small spread. Something different could be. I want to talk about spreads, but really quick before I do, this podcast is also brought to you by Onyx Hunt, and you can use our discount code MF30, no, right? MWF. And I, it's 20. Yeah, it's 20. There you go. And Good MWF. job. MWF. You guys got it? MWF everyone on board 20. now? MWF20. Okay. I just want to test everybody, make sure we're all good. MWF20, get 20% off your Onyx memberships. I don't know if you use Onyx. Pretty much have to. I don't know if I know anyone that I hunt with that doesn't use Onyx. No. Or that we know that, yeah, hunts. I don't think I've ever been like, you know about Onyx? Like, no, I use plat maps. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I don't know what other options there are out there. No. No, if you're not using Onyx, you're not using every resource possible. So go and use our discount code MWF20. Get 20% off your elite membership because we know you're not just hunting in one state. So get every state, right? Save yourself twenty, 20 bucks, bucks, and support hunt us. every state. Support us, yeah. help us out, help out the podcast. Guys. Help us, help you. Because if you're not using your code, we're not going to get sponsored for too much. Help money. us, help you. Right? Yeah. Okay. So legit, real question: Is there something to a smaller spread? And like, I, I, I mean, how does I've that run, play into this? Like, if you're going to hunt avians, you still be able to hunt a 35, 40, 50 goose spread? Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah. Depends on what area you're in, too, though. I mean, how much pressure. I mean, normally it's Minnesota, so especially around opening 
goose season, every fucking field's got a spread in it. Everybody likes to throw their whole trailer. Yeah. Which early season, you don't need to. I yeah. don't know why people think that. But yep. I think they think they have the decoys. Let's just fucking use them. They want to play with their stupid. action figures. Yeah, exactly. Which is dumb in my opinion, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you're you're also talking to the next Robbie Iverson. So, like, he knows how to run the call and when For to run sure. the call. So, like, Austin can run a 30-bird spread and still kill 40 geese out of it. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't know, even if you, like, couldn't blow a goose call that well, if you having, like, 300 decoys out is going to well, help just, you kill more birds during early season. It's also just being different than everyone else around you. For sure. You know? yep. No, I'm asking because I'm a... I mean, Joey probably get annoyed with me being like, why? Why are you throwing that many decoys out? I think it goes out? in why trends, too, though. Like, like, now a lot of people are throwing big spreads, so you're throwing something different at them, they're going to like it a little bit better, depending on the day. Yeah, just because they're not used to it. And eventually, they'll switch up. Little spreads are going to be nothing. Then big spreads are going to be the thing again. Yeah. Especially yeah. like Fergus. And everything, every hilltop has got 300, 500,000 Bigfoots on top. Yeah, yeah. Every fucking field. It's insane. So would you go into the Depression and throw 100? I would. Yeah. I'd throw... I've hunted six decoys as my lowest number hunting. In Fergus? Yeah. No. Around home. Okay. But well, that's what I was asking. Yeah. What, oh, what was what was no. a scenario where you were like, I can throw six decoys today? Traffic. Traffic Something hunt? different. Yeah, it was just field? a bean field. Bean field. Yep. Is in Monticello. Just ran six decoys. I didn't kill anything. They didn't fly. It was sunny. Fucking full moon. Yeah. Typical October, day. I'm sure. Yep. 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 But DSDs sometimes don't work too. I've hunted up and I got a field up in Cambridge that just loads up. It's just a typical field loads up every single year. It's always corn and throw the DSDs out, throw two dozen, throw them all. And sometimes they don't give a shit about you. It's just that town. I always get fucked in. Cambridge sucks. I hate it. (laughs) There are certain, you think it's because there's a bunch of pressure there? Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that hunt up there. And I'm always hunting there in October too. a big mm. factor. It really is, though. Yeah, because, like, St. Michael, Albertville, super pressured. Oh, yeah. And it's just, those geese could give a fuck about you, man. Yep. Whenever anyone tells me, hey, we're going to hunt this, I'm like, where is it at? They're like, St. Michael, Albertville. I'm like, I'm out. Yep. Every time, dude. Now, it's to the point now where I'm like, I just, I would rather go and set out five decoys in my backyard and, Shit. like, just try it. Then set out two trailers True. in yes. that area oh, yeah. and get yeah. fucking slapped. Man, Monticello's getting bad now with that fucking cornfield across from Fleet Farm. They're just sitting in there all night. Oh yeah, and the sweet corn. I mean, by my place shit. too. They go to that sweet. There's people that hunt that sweet corn, but they they don't really know what they're doing. They don't hunt it properly. But they could they could literally hunt that the weekend, come back Wednesday, come back Sunday. They, they shoot them and they're back in there every single time. Yeah, it's insane. But they'll come and they'll shoot it up. They'll bring 15, 20 guys, shoot the shit out of it. They won't come back for like a month. And then they'll set they up on the wrong side of the field. There. They put A-frames in the middle of the field. They stick out like sore thumbs. And it's like brutal. Hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to watch when there's like one or two good fields and the guys that are in are just butchering it all year. Yep. And you just can't kill anything anywhere else. There's yeah. nothing in between it from town to them. Yeah. So it's I don't hard. know, though. It, I think it just kind of solidifies like you need to be in the right place. You know, so it's like, especially on the days where I'm like, you get to the boat launch because I'm, I'm a big duck guy. Big duck and guy. so you get to the boat launch and there's already eight boats there and it's like, dude, 
I'm not going to compete with you. Like, I'm not going to mess up anybody's hunt. I'm not going to get 50 yards from you and try right. to set a spread. Like, I'm just not going to do that. And so every once in a while, I'll just sit there and watch and see how other people do. And it's really interesting to see what is successful and what is not. You know? You ever so had I, Pelican in Monticello? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like a war zone out there, brother. We go out there. It's tradition for us guys who go out there every year for opener. For duck? Yep. Yeah. It's the only place I go. I go show. duck hunting once a year, and that's where I go. Well, that's well, that's why you go duck hunting once a year. Yeah, exactly. You see, you can't <laughs> go to Pelican anymore, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was going to Pelican. That's why you I don't can't. fucking duck hunt. I got something other than that. I got a buddy Tyler that wants me to go out there once or twice a year with him, and I'm 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 just so, oops, and I'm just so <laughs> unenthusiastic about it. I'm just like, ah, dude. It's, opener is awesome out there. Oh, I'm sure. There's just so after many that, people who keeps the birds around, but yeah, after that, there's always 15 20 boats lined up at the access that's during the week too it's like people don't work no it's insane no it's no it's it's wild and that's partly why i want to move away from where we're at where i can just go somewhere and consistently shoot birds yeah instead of being like we got one bird or we shot 40 you know it's like i would rather move somewhere where i can go and shoot 12 ducks a day every day and just get away from the people and just have, like, a solid relationship with, like, three farmers. Yep. And, like, scout within 20 minutes of my house and just be like, okay, that's where we're going to hunt tomorrow. And, like, really play with the uh, how are we going to kill these birds today. And just, like, because you're hunting the same fields constantly. And so it's like you're, I don't know, I think it just makes you sharper as a shooter, you know, or yep. just as, like, a hunter. It Better just makes hunter. you sharper. Yeah. You know, like, how are we going, okay, we shot them two days ago out of this field. They're back in it. They're wary. You know, what are we going to do differently? Yep. So, yeah. That's when you throw the DSDs at them. That's, That's when you right. throw the DSDs Just, at them. Right. See what happens. That's right. You know? Um, okay, so before we wrap this up, since you're such a good caller, um, we could do a just a tip this week on how to contribute when you're at a hunt with guys that really know what they're doing and maybe you're just kind of new into it and don't have – don't have all the skills yet. So, um, I can open it up. And I think one of the ways you can definitely help out is by contributing, by setting all the decoys with the guys. And you may not know exactly where to put stuff, but I would say like showing up with the right attitude and knowing that like, you're going to have to do some work today, you know, for the hunt to be successful, being willing to like go in there and start grabbing decoys. And even if you're just staging decoys, that's super helpful too. Like if you're pulling decoys out of a trailer or whatever and you're setting piles in certain areas, you know, maybe you can get a, ask somebody, man, like take the initiative and just be like, hey, if I was going to set some piles of decoys out, where would you want them? You know, they'll tell you where to put them. Um, but that's one easy way I know that you can help out immediately. Dude, I'm, I'm experienced at this point. And like if Austin's running the hunt, I'm just like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, move, like I'm that's gonna a move great anyway. tip. This I'm is a- this is your hunt, dude. Like you just tell me what to do, and I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't, I didn't scout, I did not watch this field. I have no idea what's going on. You're running it, like I have zero pride in this whatsoever. Just like tell me what to do. And it's like yeah. if you ask me later, like birds aren't working, like what should we do? I will chime in. However, I'm not gonna be like, ah oh, man. You know, I knew that I knew this was going to be fucking stupid. We shouldn't have done it like that. Like I would, I would never do that. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, even if you're going to help out, set out decoys, let's go throw them out. There's always a guy that is moving decoys and I'm, I'm that guy. I'll move them 
10 times before sunrise because I don't like something. I'm weird about it. You are weird. A lot about of people that. a lot of people hate it, but I No, they're I not it. fucking I coming it. in perfect where I want them. I'm moving something or doing something different till it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough cuz like what makes it perfect in the end, right? Is just killing the birds. Right. You have no idea if it's cuz you moved right. that decoy 5 feet to the left. But if they were killing them at 20 yards instead of 5 yards and you move that one decoy, that's it. I or think my or so you think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my part of just the tip on this is like you're you're literally there to be a worker. Like if you get invited on a hunt, man, like you are there to fucking work, you know? So like that day you invited me out, I'm like I'm not bringing what, waiters. What, what, I'm what not do I do? Bibs. <laughs> what do I do, you know? Like I'm usually the dog. Like I'm the retriever like, "Oh, okay, I'll I'll hump through the shit because I'm in decent shape." You know, like I'll, I'll go a half mile to chase a cripple any day of the week. You know, I have no issues doing that, but like, just be prepared to work, dude. If you get invited on a hunt, like this is not your hunt. You just say, yes, sir. What do you want? Okay. Sounds good. What makes you invite somebody back? Especially if they have no experience. Like, you know, what are you looking for? Helping out. Yeah. Willing to help out, I should say. Yeah. Cutting grass, what a decoys, cutting grass. Cutting grass is a big thing. Big thing. Mainly what I use anyways, grass, all the time. You're constantly cutting grass. Cut grass, do your own blind. If it's not good enough, I'll tell you to throw some more on there or I'll do it myself. But that's the biggest thing. And if you really want to get into it, you're actually passionate about going out hunting, helping out scouting. Scouting's huge. Yeah. Instead of just one guy all the time scouting like it is in my group. The guys are getting kids, jobs, but I'm still passionate about going. I'm going to scout anyway, but... Those guys kind of take advantage of it and don't scout anymore. So that's my biggest thing is scouting. Yeah. So if you had a dude that was willing to just drive around and find birds all the time, that guy can come. Yeah, even if he wants to learn how to do it, come with me one or two times and get in your car, go knock on some doors. Yeah. You want to be successful hunting, that's what you got to do. Yeah. 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 No, I've been fortunate enough to, um, like, knock doors for a job. And so, like, I have no fear yeah. going up to the door. And that's, like, the biggest thing. Yeah, a lot like, of people are scared. I'm surprised. Well, yeah, also, they're very yeah. scared. They're Not very only scared, scared, but I feel like people get, like, really turned off too quickly. Like, dude, you're going to get 9 out of 10 no's. Yeah. Maybe worse. Yeah. You know, you could go out and scout and try and, yeah, you could knock on 20 doors and get 20 no's. Yeah. And I think people get, like, really discouraged or they just feel like, I'm never going to be able to hunt, you know, blah, blah, and they quit. And, like, dude... You only need five great fields. Maybe not even. I mean, if you're in a spot where there like there's geese using that field, you know, you're yep. you know, week in and week out. Dude, if you have like three or four great fields that get loaded up, you just be you. You'd be in a great spot. If you're a yep. shitty person, you're probably never gonna get permission. And then you just know, oh, I'm a bad guy. You get permission, you know, I'll be gear guy. Yep. You know? Like people hate my face. And that's okay. <laughs> And that's okay. You know, but like the most chatty, personable person should be getting permission. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like with my job, if I'm not knocking doors and trying to get like work, I'm not eating. I'm not making any money. So like I have to find a way to do that. So when it comes to hunting, it's like not life and death. So it's like the easiest thing in the world. Hey, you're a really cool guy who depends off the land. We have something in common, you know? I would love to shoot these geese on your property. 
Well, you know, I got a nephew. Oh, okay. Well, is he in town? You know? Oh, no, but, you know, we like to save it for him. Well, these geese are here now, and they're gone tomorrow. It's October. You know, they're not yep. going to be here for very much longer. So, like, we'll pick up all of our shells. We'll do this and that. Is there anything I can help with on the farm? Boom. You got permission, dude. I would say the biggest thing doing that is just literally just continue having a conversation with somebody. Right, right. Yeah, Keeping I mean they're people, man. Going. Yeah, they're just people too. You know, they're just out here. You're just some guy that just walked up asking to hunt their field. Yeah. So you know they're gonna want to know a little about you, probably. Right. Yeah, and when you if you do get permission, figure out if they want you driving. Yep. Where you can be, can't be, where you should park. Figure all that stuff out so you're not how many people you can bring. Exactly. You know if they're okay with you bringing. If a you're bunch guiding, yep. Tell them you're guiding yeah, and no you're shit. making profit off of their Pay land. Pay them. Yep. yep. Right. Make sure they're taken care of. That's and go of th- back every year and ask for permission again. Don't assume because you got it once, you're just going to have it forever. That's my biggest thing is now that I have a steady job, steady income, I can go to a farmer and give him a couple hundred bucks, bring him a case of beer every once in a while, and it just helps out get yeah. retaining that permission for the next year. Oh, this guy's bringing me beer to hunt these stupid geese? All right, I'm going to let him hunt right. another year. Right yeah. Now. I've actually cooked for a lot of farmers. I've cooked birds for them because really? they don't believe that like they goose taste jerky good. and stuff too. Yeah, bring no, them well, jerky. Yeah, no, they're just like, oh, this is geese. This was a goose that was shot on my property, and it tastes like this. My God, and I actually lost permission because he wanted to hunt them after that because oh. they tasted so good. And I was like, well, <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. Oh, this is actually fucked up. It's actually pretty cool, but fuck you, Gary. Yeah, <laughs> you know his name was Gary. Yeah. Super old dude and had no idea what he's doing. So I hunted with him that next year and showed him how to do it. And then and that was it. You never got to hunt again. That was it. Yeah, that's yep. wild, dude. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. That's how man. it goes. The the one time, good year. the one year that he did let me hunt there, it was really good. Yeah, like super. You got good. some good memories out of it. I did. Yeah. yeah, and he'll still call me every once in a while and say the geese are doing this. Like, what should I do? And I'm like, call me, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I'll come help you. Whoa, you know, I got my whole family coming out and. <laughs> yeah okay that's awesome though you know it's actually pretty sweet though but that's that's your tip huh just help out yeah scout scout set decoys cut let, grass let the guy move the decoys cut it's grass. fine that's a that's like my big thing man is like bring a head trimmer you know <laughs> like bring a head trimmer and how many just years I've mow cut down my ditches oh my oh. gosh pulling grass and then finally got a head trimmer like two years ago it's like fuck have i been dude that's why i literally keep a pair of leather gloves in my bag yep. no matter what just work yep. work gloves you know because yeah you'll just tear your hands up right before a hunt that's sucks what, that's what i was gonna say too being the camera guy there's not a lot you can do when it's pitch blackout what i do is for the first two hours if we're just sitting there doing nothing just add more grass more grass isn't gonna hurt uh, and yeah you just, can't fuck up hiding yourself it's more, better so. than standing around sitting on your phone or whatever just put more grass in there it's yep. gonna help yeah, and you don't need to know anything about hunting to do it. Just yep. stuff it in the strap for sure. That's it. Yeah, stuff That's it in true. the strap. That's true. New fling, steady love, old news. Let me tell you about some mine this week. My new fling, man, is I have these little crates in my truck. They are collapsible, and they're from Costco. They they come in threes, and they're like eighteen dollars, so it's like six bucks a piece. And I am absolutely going to use them for hunting, too, because they collapse to nothing. They're super thin, super light, and I use it for all my work stuff, and then I have, like, hunting stuff in one, and then I have, like, all of my, or- like, stuff that I need organized for, like, files and shit for work, and it is in 
incredible. And that is a new thing that my wife turned me on to last year. My truck doesn't look like shit every time I get into it anymore. Because you'd get in my truck and garbage would fall out. You know? <sighs> and they would just be like, is this important? Is this garbage? Like, nobody knew. You know? And it was just embarrassing. So now I got these little three totes in the back. They collapse down to nothing. It's amazing. So that is absolutely my new fling. Okay. Do you have a new fling? I do. So uh, this year, want to be a little more prepared with the boat and some of the hunting situations. Mm. So I've put together a, um, I'd call it like a, an emergency kit, like a safety kit. Mm. So portable battery jump starter. Don't need, you know, another battery for it. One of the ones that you just, and right. me and Joey have had some scenarios, you know, with some big batteries. Time. Big time. We're big time battery killer guys. And so this year, going to be a little more prepared. Nice. So definitely pumped. That's my new fling. I'm going to get like... I've already got like a full Amazon cart and a list of everything. So it's got like some wrenches, some screwdrivers, some extra electrical parts, just like little stuff so that when we're out hunting on like a, you know, few day stretch or whatever, especially with a boat that we're not like totally fucked if something happens. That's a good idea. That's my new That's fling. Not stranded. Yeah. What about not you? getting stranded. Uh, my new fling is probably snow covers for my, for my blinds. You didn't do those before? And what'd you do before? I've owned one my entire life. Otherwise, I just use that stupid snow spray that you get at Walmart every <laughs> Christmas. You know, you get, I've got like 10 cases of it. You get them for like 60 cents. Mm-hmm. I always just use that. And I'm just done with it. You're so I bought it. We got all new snow covers for new blinds, new everything. I'm excited about Damn. that. That's huge, dude. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. That's pretty exciting, dude. Finally using snow covers. <laughs> Which is, is weird to say. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, dude. The toilet paper doesn't work that good, bro. No, it's terrible. It sucks. Mm-mm. I've only done that one time by myself solo in a field in... Uh, you put toilet, toilet paper? Yeah, in Monty. Yeah, I hunted solo on a snow day. In you put my toilet little, paper on your blind. <laughs> yeah, in a running gun. Legit had nothing else. Started snowing. Started snowing when I was on the hunt. So I'm out there after work. It was an afternoon hunt. I got out of work early, hunting by myself in a field out there. And I'm sitting there, starts snowing, dude. And we have like an inch of snow by like 5 p.m., you know, 4.30 p.m. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what the hell? And I had toilet paper in my truck. So I'm like, I've got to do something. You know, I'm just out here. I'm the only brown thing in the field anymore. <laughs> so I just started wrapping toilet paper through my shit. It was so wet in like 10 minutes, it just disintegrated. Right. So I'm just continually wrapping toilet paper around my stubbles, you know? <laughs> Doesn't work, dude. And all I could think was, That's who hilarious. the fuck ever did this for real? <laughs> I'm literally like, I'm sitting there in my blind. I don't think that's a thing, though. No, people do that. Who? You ever yeah. heard that? I've never oh, heard yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Like wrapping toilet paper through all your... Yeah. If none, it's not snowing, I've None of it. us have ever heard of it. Eh, look it up. It's real. What shitty Reddit <laughs> post were you reading? <laughs> I don't know. This was probably like ref, duck refuge forums or some bullshit. You look know? at this idiot using toilet paper. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I felt like a real dumbass, dude. I felt stupid. I felt dumb. Yeah, I had I had snow covers at home and everything, but I was sitting in the field, so I thought I was gonna, I thought I was trying something. You didn't kill anything? No, I didn't kill. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, I literally looked like a fucking wet tampon out there. It's <laughs> fucked up. You know what's funny is I've actually described your personality as that before. Wet tampon. Yeah, <laughs> that's not true. You've Pretty unbelievable. That. Yeah, that's no. that's not true. Here's our other host, Cal. Wet tampon. That's you've never said that. Incredible. Next week's intro, sense, actually. <laughs> no. Here's I'll, our. Uh, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill you. 
<laughs> oh my god. All okay. Right. Okay. Steady love. Yeah, dude. yeah. You start. Steady love. Um, so I'm in construction, right, Austin? And back in the day, when you put a ladder on top of your truck, you would use bungee cords to like hold the ladder to the truck. Now, the elastic wears out. The cord gets, or the the clip gets rusty and it breaks, especially if it's sitting in wet rain and then it gets sunny and it's just sitting on top of your truck for months on end. So eventually the shit goes to shit. So I switched to this thing called Gear Ties. You can buy them at Home Depot in like multiple different sizes, super thin, super long, super thick, whatever. And I just always have them in my truck. And so when you're on a hunt, especially when you're like putting together panel blinds, a frame, something always goes wrong where you're like, I wish I had a little bit of rope or just something, but no one ever mm. really has it. Mm. Mm. And these gear ties are so nice because they it's like the shit. It's like rubber around it and then it's like really hard wire in the middle. And you can excuse me, you can wow. get orange, you can get yellow, you can get black, brown, any different color. So I always have a couple of black ones in my truck. So it's like, oh shit, we have panel blinds today. We don't have an A frame. How are we going to connect them? You know, it's like gear tie, gear tie. Oh, we don't have an anchor in the boat today. How are we going to keep it against the dock? It's super windy while we go back to the truck to grab all of our shit to bring it to the boat. Gear tie. It's just like the ultimate do all be all. Always. It's my steady love. Are they more like a ratchet or are they like a bungee? No, it, it looks like a bungee. It looks like a, I'll show you when we go outside, but it's like a, like a, I'm. I always get the forty-eight inch sick, ones. Dude. I, I have them too. Yeah. So like, if I'm using my ladder, I'll put it around the ladder and I'll just twist it together, and it will not move an inch. I bought a bunch of like beige tan ones and black ones, and you can use them for yeah construction or hunting. I wrap all my like cords with them, but then whenever I go out to hunt, if I need anything like that, it's in your truck. I've already got it in my truck. They're super nice. It's like you can like, buy them at like Menards. Whatever. So many different applications for it. Hey, yeah. this shouldn't move gear tie they're so nice for putting on your a-frame though too or your panel blinds you know just like he was saying they like yeah it's so easy to use but they make it a lot sturdier it'd be nice for in the trailer keeping them keeping all your stupid hundred percent together dude, oh, just yeah, think dude. about uh silhouette bags loose in the trailer yep. you just put a gear tie through all of them make mm-hmm. a little cinch at the top they ain't going nowhere yep, yep. Yeah, I always, I always thought to myself, too, like the guys that have like 500 fucking stake-based systems, you know? Yep. Just even if when those things are just sitting in buckets and stuff, just zip-tying them so they're not just fucking clinking around and flying all over the place when they're in the trailer. I mean, how many times you open the door and it's like hundreds of bases just laying around because it tipped over? Yep. You know? Here's another application. You have to walk into the field and you don't want to make two trips and you have... Someone carrying all the guns. You have someone carrying bags of decoys, whatever. Dude, if I'm carrying a 12-gauge, 20-gauge, my blind bag and whatever, trying to carry everything over, like, two shoulders, everything slips off and it's constantly falling off. You just put a gear tie around everything, put it over one shoulder, good to go. That is absolutely an application I've used before. Yeah. It's slick. I love that. That's your steady love? That's my steady love. All right. Uh, my study love is organization, so it kind of goes hand in <laughs> hand with that. But I, I'm like a weird dude with organization. OCD, about stuff. OCD. yeah, it's OCD, kinda, bro. yeah, a little bit. It's annoying. Just 
with yeah, everything or just haunting? No, no he, he mean, gets on me about it. He's like, did you did you pack everything you need? It's like, shut the fuck yeah. up, dad. Well, I have to. Shut though, up, dude. daddy. I yeah. like it's, otherwise, it gets unorganized. I got pack for him. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I would just say I'm a more organized person, but I have like a hunt locker that I built in my garage. And so I just reorganized everything I have, went through everything. I'm pumped. It's just, I don't know. I like to feel like I know what's going on each thing and the purpose for it and eh, just... I'm a weirdo, but I can feel you on that. Whatever organization. That's why I got all my DSTs hanging. There you go. I'm Separated with yeah. the wall with the yeah. I might like full bodies. Yeah, might be all right over DSTs too. There you go. <laughs> First time. <laughs> That's what I told Peter Can't Prague. Wait. I'm like, oh, Pip Robert is offering DSD hunts now. I should get a little oh, more shit. money, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like you should start throwing that on Instagram or something. Yeah, get totally. a few more people up there. Hell yeah, pick of the trailer. What's your steady love, Austin? Ah. Uh, I'd say my new A400 Extreme Plus. Really? You love that? Love that gun. So heavy. I love it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I got an SX4 so heavy. For, so uh, heavy. for ducks. I use for, if I go duck hunting, I'll yeah. use SX4. Yeah. It's a great gun. But I talked to Kyle Jones, and he talked me into buying this gun, and I just use it for goose hunting. And love it. Love it. Hits never oh, miss, just Never awesome. misses a beat. Pull the trigger, you know it's going to shoot. Yeah. That's you, good, like the, you like those gas guns, though, huh? First gas gun I've owned. Besides SX4, SX4 is a gas gun. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I've had Benelli's. And I you like, like it better than Benelli's, huh? Way better. Really? I sold Why? my Benelli Why to buy that? the A400. Is Way it just, just pull up to your face nicer, or it's it just, just like always nicer. working? It just feels nicer. I like having a bigger drip, so that little chintzy Benelli drip that you got. But you get more weight with that, though. So Yeah, it's a difference. Yeah. It took a little bit getting used to Going from the SX4 and the Benelli, but yeah, ever since uh, I haven't put it down. Right on. Hmm. Huh. It's really interesting because I, I can't stand the uh, where the safety is on it. That took a while to get used to too. I just I can't do it, bro. Oh. It drives me nuts. And I grew up uh, shooting my sister's twenty gauge Beretta, super nice gun. Should be nowhere in the marsh, but it's so nice. But her safety's in the back. And so, like, I just grew up shooting Benelli's, and then that Beretta, super nice gun, but it's just knowing where the safety is, because I'm constantly feeling it yep. as I'm hunting, too. Yep. And so, like, if I don't feel it, I'm like, then I look at it. It's like, oops, bad gun for me, because I, I, I need to be watching the birds. Yep. You know? Well, that's it's really surprising. I've, it's usually the other way around. Usually people go to Benelli from something else, but... I'm different. I like it. So old news, dude. <clears throat> old news being done with it. Use it all the time. Out of here. Sick of it. Bye. Yeah, do it. You know what's mine? Yeah, yeah. Having multiple duck calls on my lanyard. Because mm. when you're growing up, you're like, okay, this duck call can do this. I sound better with a feeding chuckle on this call than the other call. No, dude. Just use one duck call. It'll work just fine. Trust me. It, it's more important to do it at the right time than it is to sound better to your friends on a feeder chuckle. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just like, get over yourself. This is not a pride contest. It's not an ego deal. It's like, what kills birds? Having multiple duck calls on your lanyard does not kill birds. That is old news for me. If anything, it's, I have two goose calls, one duck call. Like a real, like, giant Canada call, so like a Triumph from Mulkier, and then a Reflex, which is just kind of like an everything traffic, high pitch, like get the volume out there. 
goose calls, I think there is a big difference. But for duck calls, just blow it at the right time. You know, so that's my old news. Or just okay. don't have one. Just a little mojo. <laughs> Hell yeah. That duck call right off e your E-caller. <laughs> right. Um, all right. My old news is uh, dead batteries, cold dead batteries. Mm. So. You're I mean, excited about the, that battery pack, aren't you? Which one? The one you just got. No, for the boat. Oh. Like the, boat, the battery jumper. Oh, I'm talking about cameras, bro. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So this year I'm buying like this tiny, it's like a tiny little like, I don't even know if it's like a thermos or what the hell it is, but it's like a, it's in a little insulated box that I can put inside my uh, backpack, my blind bag, whatever. And they have these like little, I don't know if you guys have seen them, those like breakable, they like, you break them and then they heat up the little tiny heat packs oh, for yeah. your hands oh, or whatever. Yeah, yep. Well, you can get them, and then just to reset them, all you have to do is boil them in hot water at home. And so I'm going to break a couple of those, put them in the little, like, insulated box, and put all the camera batteries and everything in there. Just every year, dude, we're just trying to film shit, and it's like batteries are just dying because it's too cold out. First world problems. Yeah, first world problems. But (laughs) I'm I'm pumped about the the, uh, the little idea I got. So I'm just going to get, like, a little box, put some heaters in it, put all the batteries in there, and then that way batteries will stay warm. We can keep filming. You know, like, most people are just concerned about, like, killing birds. Here at Midwest Flowers, we're concerned about really getting the footage while we kill the birds. Bingo. You know? We just add an extra step. Yep. Yeah, it's we important. We need to keep them batteries warm, bro. Yeah, dude. You know? Can't get people it's off. It's valid. Don't yeah, get me wrong. It's but it's just, I. the only thing I could think about was first world problems. The well, entire it is. Time it is first world problems. Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, also you having like organizers for your fucking $70,000 truck. First world problems. Right. <laughs> right. So that you just hit a mailbox with. Yeah. That I did just hit a mailbox with. Damn. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, old news for me. Novice Goose competition. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Moving up at the big dogs now. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I love that for you. It's perfect. Just you win, you win enough contests in Novice in here, you can't do it anymore. Nope. You're just an asshole. You keep showing up to those. Yeah, you know nobody wants to be the asshole. So yeah, time to move up. Hell yeah, dude. Time to be the dick. Yep. Big I dick. love that. Yep. Put that shit on the table, bro. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm Austin. done. I'm old news, dude. Novice goose calling <laughs> competitions. One too many. I'm done with it. Yeah. You kind of have to though. Legitimately, you would literally be an asshole. I mean, if I had <laughs> I some <did>. guy <laughs> showing up that had won like six contests in novice, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna blow a novice today," I'd be like. This fucking guy. Yeah. I mean, if you're blowing a novice, that guy sucks. That's how it feels, too. It's like... Yeah. It's time to time to move on. Yeah. I love it. But you are you are plenty good enough to move on. I agree Appreciate completely. It. Yeah. And Carter, you want to play some outro music for us? That should get you pumped up, bud. Oh, yeah. 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 Dude, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Appreciate you having me. We really thanks for coming on your first podcast ever. Yes. Thank you for gracing us with your presence on yep. the Midwest Flyways podcast. Yeah, dude, you killed it. We'll have to have you back. And um, if you're mad while you listen to this music, by the way, something's wrong with you. You're a sociopath. Yeah, we had a psychologist actually look into it. So we know. Really? If you don't Turn like it up music, just a little bit more. Yeah, if you don't like this music, then you have to get checked out by a psychologist. Really? Yeah. No, Makes sense. Yeah, really I've told up. every guest this, but seriously, I was having one of the worst days of my life. And then I saw this song. I saw Becky G, if you know who she is, super hot Latina singer, like scorching, like scorch earth hot. And she was dancing to this just like so, so subtly. And I'm like, 
Okay. Mm. Okay. Better mood now? No, I instantly better mood. <laughs> like I lost twenty grand that day. Jesus. And they're just like. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. The world isn't that bad. The world isn't that bad. Holy it was shit. that severe, though. You know, where I'm like, yeah, that's bad. And then I heard this song. I'm like, okay, yeah. El Camayon. Yeah, I can dig it. I'd be Hell playing yeah. something a little bit harder than this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh, this is. <laughs> guys, do us a favor. Be sure to like this review. Leave us a note. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Also, follow Austin. Follow Austin Shelander on Instagram. Right. Yeah. Yep. How do you spell Shelander? Yeah, that's S C H E L A N D E R. Oh yeah, there you go. I think Were it's Mister Honker. Mister Honker on Instagram. I think so. I love it. Hell yeah, I love it. All and right. if you want to hunt with Austin, just scout, bro. Scout. Just yeah, scout or, it up. Or you could book a hunt with Pit Properties, depending yep. on the time of year. Yep, I'll be up there in November. There we yeah. go. Right when they're starting to roll. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, really quick, Joey. One more thing. Yeah, I got one more thing. <laughs>